Hello and welcome to episode 455 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Tuesday, February 28th, 2023 in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with St. Alphonsus Liguri's Tuesday prayer to the Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain a good death. O Mary, how shall I die? Even now that I think of my sins and of that decisive moment on which my salvation or eternal damnation depends, of that moment in which I must expire and be judged, I tremble and am confounded. O my most sweet mother, my hopes are in the blood of Jesus Christ and in thy intercession. O comfortress of the afflicted, do not then abandon me. Cease not to console me in that moment of so great affliction. If I am now so tormented by remorse for sins committed, the uncertainty of pardon, the danger of relapse, and the rigor of divine justice, what will become of me then? Unless thou helpest me, I shall be lost. Ah, my lady, before death, obtain me great sorrow for my sins through amendment and fidelity to God during the remainder of my life. And when my last moment arrives, O Mary, my hope, help me in the great distress in which I shall then be. Encourage me, that I may not despair at the sight of my sins, which the devil will place before me. Obtain that I may then invoke thee more frequently, so that I may expire with thy most sweet name and that of thy beloved Son on my lips. Nay more, my lady, but forgive my boldness. Before I expire, do thou come thyself and comfort me with thy presence. Thou hast granted this favor to so many of thy devout servants. I also desire and hope it. I am a sinner, it is true. I do not deserve so great a favor. But I am thy servant. Love thee and have full confidence in thee. O Mary, I shall expect thee. Do not disappoint me of this consolation. At least if I am not worthy of so great a favor, do thou help me from heaven, that I may leave this life loving God in thee, to love thee eternally in paradise." May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. Holy face of Jesus of the veil of Veronica. Dear Lord, through the immaculate heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times. Blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days, and communism. Pater Noster, quies in celi, sanctificator nomen tuam, adveniat regnum tuam, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et nor mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells, by all God's creatures, and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, 
and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies. For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. We turn today, friends, to chapter one from a short history of the Roman Mass by the late Michael Davies, entitled Gradual Development of Ceremonies. We love the Mass. We love worshiping our Lord. We love our Lord Jesus Christ above all else. And there's so much controversy now about the traditional Latin Mass. I thought it was important and I was uh, asked by someone very important in my life to focus on the Mass. And we're turning to Mr. Davies now, may he rest in peace, to tell us a little bit more about the history of the Mass and why this is such a great treasure of the Catholic Church and that it must be preserved. He begins by saying, Although there was considerable liturgical uniformity in the first two centuries, there was not absolute uniformity. Liturgical books were certainly being used by the middle of the fourth century and possibly before the end of the third, but the earliest surviving texts date from the seventh century. And musical notation was not used in the West until the ninth century when the melodies of Gregorian chant were codified. The only book known with certainty to have been used until the 4th century was the Bible, from which the lessons were read. Psalms and the Lord's Prayer were known by heart, otherwise the prayers were extempore. There was little that could be described as ceremonial in the sense that we use the term today. Things were done as they were done for some practical purpose. The lessons were read in a loud voice from a convenient place where they could be heard and bread and wine were brought to the altar at the appropriate moment. Everything would evidently have been done with the greatest possible reverence and gradually and naturally signs of respect emerged and became established customs. In other words, liturgical actions became ritualized. The lavabo or washing of hands is an evident example. In all rites, the celebrant washes his hands before handling the offerings, an obvious precaution and sign of respect. St. Thomas Aquinas remarked, We are not accustomed to handle any precious thing save with clean hands, so it seems indecent that one should approach so great a sacrament with hands soiled. The washing of the hands almost inevitably came to be understood as a symbol of cleansing the soul, as is the case with all ritual washing in any religion. There were originally no particular prayers mandated for the washing of hands, but it was natural that the priest should say prayers for purity at that moment, and that eventually such prayers should find their way into the liturgical books. What prayer could be more appropriate than Psalm 25? Lavabo inter innocentes, manos meos. All ritual grew naturally out of these purely practical actions, just as vestments evolved out of ordinary dress. The only really ritual actions we find in the first two centuries are certain postures, kneeling or standing for prayer, and such ceremonies as the kiss of peace, all of which were inherited from the Jews. 
it is easy to understand that the order, the general outline of the service, would become constant, almost unconsciously. People who do the same thing continually, naturally, do it in much the same way. There was no reason for changing. To reverse the order suddenly would disturb and annoy people. The early Christians knew, for instance, at which moment to expect the lessons, when to receive communion, when to stand for prayer. The fact that the catechumens were present at some part of the service, but must not see other parts, involved a certain amount of uniform order. But the prayers too, although there was as yet no idea of fixed forms, would naturally tend towards uniformity, at least in outline. Here also habit and custom would soon fix their order. The people knew when to expect the prayer for the emperor, the thanksgiving, the petitions. The dialogue form of prayer, of which we have many traces in this first period, also involves uniformity, at least in the general idea of the prayers. The people made their responses, Amen, Lord have mercy, thanks be to God, and so on at certain points, because they knew more or less what the celebrant would say each time. In a dramatic dialogue, each side must be prepared for the other, so the order and general arrangement of the prayers would remain constant. We find in many cases the very same words used. Whole formulas, sometimes long ones, recur. This can be easily understood. In the first place, there are many formulas that occur in the Old or New Testament that were well known in Jewish services. These were used as liturgical formulas by Christians, too. Examples of such forms are Amen, Alleluia, Lord have mercy, thanks be to God, forever and ever, blessed art thou, O Lord our God. Moreover, it will be noticed that extempore prayer always tends to fall into stereotyped formulas. A man who prays for the same object will soon begin to repeat the same words. This may be noticed in extempore preaching. The fact that since all early Christian language was saturated with biblical forms means that it would hardly be possible for the bishop to use different words and forms each time he prayed, even if he tried to do so. And why should he try? So the same expressions recurred over and over again in the public prayers. A formula constantly heard would soon be considered the right one, especially as in some cases, the Psalms and Lord's Prayer, the liturgy already contained examples of constant forms. A younger bishop, when his turn came to celebrate, could do no better than continue to use the very words, as far as he remembered them, of the venerable predecessor whose prayers the people, and perhaps himself as a deacon, had so often followed and answered with reverent devotion. So ends chapter one. I think what Mr. Davies is getting at and what he's setting up is there is a organic development in the liturgy, okay? We inherit what was handed down to us. We need to preserve that. Some minor changes come from time to time, and he'll get into that further in the text. Over the course of the centuries, things might change here or there. But there are minor changes to improve upon how we properly worship our Lord. And what's happened in the Novus Ordo is that there's been a rupture, okay? This isn't an organic change, an organic development of the Mass, but this was a great rupture that took place in the late 1960s and the early 1970s. 
We need to get back to tradition. We need to get back to what our ancestors in the faith did. And we don't have to go very far back in history. My dad grew up as an altar boy in the early 1960s with the traditional Latin mass. And it has been preserved. Thank God for great men like Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre and others who held fast to tradition, who refused to give up the traditional mass. Let us pray now for help and for healing. As we mention helping autism through learning and outreach located on the web at halo-soma.org. It is so important to pray for help and for healing for non-speaking friends and family members. What that website halo-soma.org talks about is RPM, Rapid Prompting Method, which is a system of communication for non-speakers. Just like Braille was a revolutionary breakthrough in terms of being able to read for the blind and sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough in communication for the deaf, RPM is a revolutionary breakthrough in communication for non-speakers. I would also direct your attention to episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, in which I speak with my wonderful sister and equally wonderful niece about rapid prompting method. I hope it will help you, help your family, help your friends who have non-speakers in your life. We didn't even know my niece's favorite color prior to RPM. Now we know that she is a comprehensive genius, a skilled composer, and has so many other unique talents and gifts from the Lord. And we would have been totally unaware of that were it not for rapid prompting methods. So get the word out there because communication is a human right. So let's pray for help and for healing for non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health that they may give you thanks Praise your name and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Memorial to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. The three Hail Marys, in honor of the immaculate purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostri, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostri, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostri, Amen and a Gloria Patri for a special intention. 
Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis. Sancti Joseph, terra daimonem, ora pro nobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora pro nobis. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, friends, for listening to episode 455 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. Most importantly, please offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. They need your help. Goodbye and God love you.